For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. Live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call Ooh. That's All Studios at the it's Avenue. Party, baby. This is Scalzo and Brust. Woo. Presented by Bud Light it's a party, baby. on 94.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. It's a party, baby. Woo! It's a party, baby. Greatest beer, Bud Light. Ben Ross, Greg Scalzo, Joshy DiMaggio, our boy Ryan Wollersheim holding it down across all of ESPN Wisconsin. Get into the show on Twitter at Scalzo and Ross. Call us, text us, 800-990-ESPN. Aaron Rodgers talking on the Aubrey Marcus podcast. We'll continue to play cuts from that. Still very confident in his abilities. Said he was planning to bounce back after a bad season last year in the same way he did from 19 into his back-to-back MVP seasons in 2020 he still believes, man. and 2021, the seasons that the Josh DiMaggio's of the world wants you to forget about. Aaron's still confident, and yet we're talking about his legacy because many believe he will no longer be a part of the Packers. And Aaron says, look, I've I've kind of proved everything. And then he stops. There's always more things to prove, but I've accomplished everything I set out to accomplish. So what would you say is Aaron Rodgers' legacy as a Green Bay Packer? 800-990-ESPN. Sam and Lodi. Welcome to Scalzo and Ross. We're presented by Bud Light. What do you got? Hey, uh, thanks, guys, for taking the call. Um, you know, for Aaron's legacy, a lot of people have been saying the same thing, and I think it's pretty much because we all kind of feel the same way uh, about Aaron. Obviously, a great player. Um, had great solo success, but in terms of the team success, we all agree, kind of lacking. There's a couple times where we could have had a couple more Super Bowls and whatnot, but what I think is a little bit more of an interesting talking point is comparing his legacy to others that he would have been in the league at the same time of roughly, let's say like guys like Ben Roethlisberger, who's got two Super Bowl wins, uh, Eli Manning, nowhere near the player, but much more quote unquote success when you look at a team aspect. So, um, you know, if Aaron comes back, uh, like many have said before, don't think they have the talent to go all the way this year. Um, but I find the story more interesting when you compare it to the others that he played against. Again, like Roethlisberger, for example. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, but you look Thank at you Roethlisberger, like, nobody pretends Ben Roethlisberger's a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. No, but again, the the arguments that everyone keeps bringing to the table is playoffs and Super Bowls, and the easy go-to is Roethlisberger and Eli Manning have more Super Bowls than Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron Rodgers still clearly a better quarterback than both. Like both of those things can be true. I agree. So, but that that goes to the legacy point of hey, you know, Aaron. It's obviously a part of his legacy, and yet he's still going to be remembered. I think by NFL fans as one of the greats of all time. I'm fascinated to see how Packers fans are sort of marrying what the person they once believed was the greatest of all time to ever play with the disappointment they have in the fact that there's only one Super Bowl there. Joshy, let's get some poll up there of this lack of team championship success. Is that because of Aaron Rodgers? uh, More because of Aaron Rodgers or more because of the front office coaches players around him? 
Uh, we can workshop that one as well together. 800-990-ESPN, 800-990-3776. We'll go to Glenn in Middleton. Glenn, welcome to Scalzo and Ross. We're presented by the world's greatest beer, Bud Light. What do you got? Yeah, thanks for uh, taking my call. Hey, uh, I want to base uh, what I hope is his legacy on this last season and on the fact that I'm an Army veteran. And when I was in the Army, we had a little saying that you needed to lead, follow, or get out of the way. And based on this last season, he's not a leader. He's not a follower. And I hope his legacy in Green Bay is that he knew when it was time to get out of the way. Let me ask you a quick question, Glenn, and thank you for your service. Uh, If it comes down, like last season you're basing it on, for the 10 years prior, was he leading? Was he following? Or would you have wanted him to get out of the way the entire time? Like, was he a good leader, but last season he just decided to stop leading? My opinion, just one guy's opinion, and we all got one. But my opinion is he's never really been a leader. Uh, A leader is a guy who puts everybody else before himself. And that's never been Aaron Rodgers. Was he a follower? I I think he just kind of went along with what was surrounding him. Uh, But, you know, when you look at, for example, when new guys come in and he's too busy to work with the new guys, he's too busy to show up for the optional practices. That, uh, what if I told you, to though, that Aaron way. spent more time and with th- Jordan thank Love? You, thank you, Glenn and Middleton. Appreciate the call. Than Brett Favre spent helping Aaron Rodgers. You know what I mean? Like, I do think that that gets overlooked sometimes. As Aaron has actually been a great mentor to Jordan Love. Um, you know, even in the hand signal controversy, like one of the things that was glossed over is that Aaron had Jordan teach those guys, like helped him develop like a rapport, taught him how he did things, brought him in. Those guys walk out of the tunnel together. Um, but I think in three or four years, people are going to look back after he leaves, whenever that is. I think in three or four years, people will look back. Jordan Love will say glowing things about Aaron Rodgers as a mentor. And people are going to look back and, and realize that in this time frame, a lot of folks have been way too harsh on Aaron Rodgers, and Josh, you will hopefully be on the air talking about how much he loved Aaron, how he's his favorite <laughs> Packer of all time, and yeah, he got a little annoying talking to Aubrey Marcus and and with some of that stuff, but he still reveres him as one of the all-time great Green Bay Packers, and that's a hell of a list to be a part of. Here's how he's made it difficult for himself. A- by being different. Now, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm saying doing things a different way in the offseason, doing Panchakarma, doing ayahuasca, doing a darkness retreat, going on these different podcasts and, and talking about himself in a different way that not a lot of quarterbacks open up on. So that's different. And what also is hurting him is the MVP season in 2022. Or was last year 2022? 2022 is bad, 8-9. 2021, losing as a first-round bye and only scoring seven points in that divisional round game. So he had the capabilities, right? He had the talent. He got him to the number one seed. So the taste in the mouth right now is if he does end up getting traded and nothing's nothing's done, right? A lot of sides are leading to that, but it doesn't mean it's still going to happen. He 
that's that's the lasting taste in the mouth. And that's what people will remember until it's farther away, and then you can look at it from a holistic perspective. What'll be even more interesting is if Aaron Rodgers isn't a part of the Packers next year and he has the year that he thinks that he's capable of having. Benny, tell us about Potosi. Potosi Brewing Company has the Cave Ale right now, and the Cave Ale per- pairs perfect with your Friday fish fry. So what I need you to do is go to Potosi Brewing. Go to PotosiBrewing.com to see a full list of over 250 locations throughout central and southern Wisconsin that are participating in the Cave Ale Fish Fry, baby. I saw it at the Sport Club in Milwaukee, tons of other places in Madison. You can check it out, PotosiBrewingCompany.com. And also, PotosiBrewing.com, go vote for your favorite fish fry. It's the best. Wisconsin, Cave Ale, teaming up with bars and restaurants. Check it out. Enjoy the delicious 5.5% ABV with the Potosi Cave Ale. Jesse Nelson is talking smack to Ben Bruss right now, and it's the saddest thing that Ben is getting bullied by the hall monitor himself over a bowling match I let my bowling speak for itself. Aaron Rodgers thinks he's due for a bounce-back year. We'll hear what he had to say to Aubrey Marcus next. It's Galsman Bruss presented by Bud Light. You're listening to Bud Light Scalzo and Brust. 35, the minimum age required to become president of the United States. Don't you learn some of this stuff? Well, I mean, I don't pay attention to that, but I do know 35. That's the boring stuff. Scalzo and Brust. I knew 35 because I grew up wanting to be the president. <laughs> I would have been brilliant. Instead, you, you still can be, Ben. You're not even at the minimum age yet. Well, my, intel- my intelligence might be questioned. At what point in your life did you realize, hey, I might not be up for this position of president of the United States? Uh, my first ACT. <laughs> Subscribe and listen to full show podcasts available free on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Water, Joe, keeping me going and getting me ready for my basketball game tonight. Water, Joe, is water worth that work ethic, making me ready to go for all 48 minutes. Yes, the games are four quarters, 12 minutes each quarter. Stop the clock. It's really long. That's why I need all the energy in the world and the hydration, and that's what I get with Water, Joe. Healthy and clean energy, no additives, just no off taste. It's just water. It's water. Think about looking at that. You know, can of soda or that energy drink and think what you get out of that. It's no bueno. You're going to get 85 milligrams of caffeine and water with Water Joe. Pick it up at any of your favorite retailers from Woodman's Festival, Meyer, Fleet Farm, Sendix, Metcalf's, Quick Trip. Man, I love myself. Some Water Joe. You do love yourself, that's for sure. He's Ben Brostom, Greg Scott. What? I was talking about Water Joe. I love myself, but I didn't say it there. He did. He said, I love myself some water, Joe. Uh, he's Ben Brust. I'm Greg Scalzo. We are presented by the world's greatest beer, Bud Light. Josh DeMaggio running the show. You, the Scalzo and Brust family, calling, texting 800-990-3776 and 800-990-ESPN. Uh, Aaron Rodgers feels like he's accomplished everything he set out to accomplish. So what's his legacy as a Green Bay Packer? We'll keep taking your calls. Uh, we will get to the text as well. But I want to hear more from Aaron on the Aubrey Marcus podcast that dropped this morning, talking about how he looks at the 20. 23 season uh, in relation to his bounce back from 19 into back to back MVP years. For uh, <laughs> and look, honestly, I felt in the first year that Matt was here, 
when I was in Green Bay in 19, I felt at times like a game manager. Like it was just, I didn't quite understand what we were doing at times on offense. And my job was to take care of the football. And I did, you know, I threw four interceptions and 26 touchdowns and we were 13 and three. But I felt like there was so much more. And, you know, then they drafted my replacement. And then I went MVP twice. And I threw, you know, 85 touchdowns and nine interceptions in two years. And obviously there were some changes that happened on the team and the coaching staff. And I didn't have my best year plan. And there's probably people that think I'm done. I thought I was done, you know, before I became COVID MVP twice. <laughs> so... Again, there'd be plenty of inspiration down that road. Yeah. But uh, I have a great piece about it that I did yeah. not have without the darkness. So I'm really thankful for that experience. I love the fact that he's talking about how this darkness has ultimately helped him. Did you just pause that TV? That's where the sound was coming from. Oh. You can't mute it? I, I I was, dude, we're in the middle of the radio. I it wasn't fair. <laughs> I love the fact that he's taking us through sort of the bounce back. You can tell what he thinks about playing within, quote unquote, Matt LaFleur's offense. He felt like it made him into a game manager in 19. He opened up the horses in 20 and 21 uh, and ended up throwing 85 touchdowns against nine interceptions. That is insane. freaking believable. It's insane. People don't realize how great, how magical he was in those two seasons. Uh, and when we look back at it, we will all marvel at the greatness that was Aaron Rodgers. As, Josh, as what did Aaron are... Rodgers do wrong in those two seasons? What? Nothing. What do you mean? Just wanted to get uh, some good news out of it your was voice. everything he does after it. So Aaron is at peace with where he's at. He's confident in his abilities, and he thinks he's going to be able to bounce back, which I think is really interesting. And I almost juxtaposed that with, um, with, with something else that he said, where he also believes, hey, if I'm going to play, I have to have an honest conversation with Green Bay because I have to see where they're at. And also, you know, like, yeah, I'm under contract with the Packers for sure. So if I decide uh, to play, like, uh, first is a conversation with them, you know, mm -hmm. where are you guys at? Like, honestly, like, um, I've been there 18 years and, and I have so much love for Green Bay and the organization. I mean, 18 years, that's a teenager. Mm -hmm. But like, the second to last year of being a teenager, you know, that's, yeah. think about how you felt at 18 and all the lessons you learned and driving and dating women and mm -hmm. finishing high school and just, you know, that's what I did in one city, playing there. Um, and learn. And I got there, I was 21 years old. You know, now I have, you know, gray hair and gray on my beard and uh, started 15 seasons and uh, know the city inside and out and my favorite places and and ton of people outside the facility who are, I, I call friends and Warms my heart. It warms my heart. And they have to have that honest conversation, right? Between the two of them. The Packers need to figure out if they're going to get what they want out of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, he wants to win another MVP next year. He wants to win a chip. He has to figure out what he's going to get out of this Packers organization. Isn't an 18-year-old an adult? What do you call an 18-year-old teenager? Like you're in a, like, you're a, like. Hold on. <laughs> don't you become an adult at 18? <laughs> what do you think teenager means? I mean, okay, I get it. 18, 19, like, 
you're, you're like you're in college at 18, 19. But you're still a teenager. I know. You're I, a teenager just, from 13 to I get it from referencing the legal definition of when you're an adult. He was literally just trying to extrapolate <laughs> and so by people the way, can understand can we, how much we he's just, lived and we grown agree, up in Green Bay. Can we agree that the whole 18 year, like, like I like, he, the 18 years that he was in Green Bay, he was 21 and up. So it's not like he like he was like talking about learning to drive a car. Like I didn't like that that comp- that it was a it, metaphor. It was, the metaphor sucked. I actually think it was a great metaphor because it's hard as an adult to comprehend 18 years in one place, and then you realize that from zero to 18, that was a hell of a long time. And you realize how much you grew. And you know, how, I, hey, I'll take the L. All it's, right. it's just I'll like when I L. said. And I'm not even like defending Aaron yeah. for Aaron here. I'm just flabbergasted by that. I you took got. the L. Move Fair. on. Fair. He's it, right. It's like when I said he's the longest relationship I have in my life. That's not my family. That's what he's trying That's to do. That's a better convey. metaphor. I like when you use that one. <laughs> I can relate to that except one. Except Joshy wants to burn this relationship to the ground. <laughs> I'm an angry, angry person trying to con- uh, construct I a breakup. I have a feeling that like Josh is going to like live a different life where, like I don't know, he's going to go up to 1265 and like with a picket fence and start... like r- like Picket sign. Why did I say picket fans? Pick- 800-990-ESPN, <laughs> 800-990-3776. David in Hartford, welcome to Scalzo and Bros. Presented by Bud Light. What do you got? Aaron Rodgers, legacy in Green Bay in the NFL is greatness. Plain and simple. You don't need to put it under a microscope. You don't need to put it under a magnifying lens. It's there in black and white, green and gold, HD. Every time you watch any of his games, any of his highlights, it's greatness. Plain and simple. What about the 2023 season where he led his team to an 8-9 record? Was that greatness? So Did he? You're, you're you know putting what? it under a microscope, Josh. Nobody, nobody's put it. Nobody's perfect, but everybody has their little shortcomings in games, whatnot. There's no athlete that's 100%. Heck, in baseball, you only have to be 300. In the NFL, thank you for the call. Whoa, Josh, that felt personal. <laughs> that did feel personal. He asked, he said, you don't need to put it underneath this microscope. And, and what the did first Josh do? Did, put it under a microscope. He he was very leading to the witness. Yeah, I mean, we don't, you don't talk about Bart Starr in 1968, do you? <laughs> you don't hear that too we much? Don't, we don't talk about things before we were alive. Went, four, we went, that with went four and five with 15 tutties against eight interceptions. The season before, the team was eight, three, and one, but he threw nine touchdowns against 17 interceptions. Football must have been brutal to watch, even good teams. Yeah, but I bet the games didn't last four hours. They were probably done an hour and forty five minutes. <laughs> I like the four hour games, though. I don't. I. I. It's hard. It's hard for me. I. I love football as much as anybody. It's hard for me to hang on when you start to get after three hours. Like they're just long. The amount of downtime. What is too else much. are we gonna do in the winter on a Sunday? Oh. I, I agree. I'm going to sit there. I'm going to watch football. I can still complain that yeah. I wish the games okay. were a little bit tight. Touche. Red zone. Fix all your problems. Yeah. And then I'll watch a fake version of football. But we'll get into that argument at a different time. We'll get into the conversation uh, at a different place. We've got Packer Hall of Famer, Mark Tauscher, who said, we are at the end of an era with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. We'll see what he thinks Aaron Rodgers' legacy is next. It is Scalzo and Bross, presented by the world's greatest beer, Bud Light. You're listening to Bud Light, Scalzo, and Brust. What's your favorite type of art? What types are there? <laughs> Do you have a favorite artist? Van Gogh. Scalzo and Brust. <laughs> there is no to everything. 
No. I was really- nothing about Van Gogh except he's missing an ear. <laughs> yeah. There's That's why no he's my question. favorite. I was going to see how many questions I could get to prove what an art fraud he is. I'm not an art fraud. I just think art is dumb, but I love art. <laughs> Can you love something and think it's dumb all in the same? Absolutely. A lot of people love me. He's on a roll. Subscribe and listen to full show podcasts available free on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Rogers in Green Bay, our friend and teammate. Hear him every day, nine to noon, across these very stations. On Wildy and Tausch. You guys are both mouthing it. If you want to sing it, then sing it. We've done that once before. Yeah, all right. I think we'll spare the audience. You hear him on Wildy and Tausch alongside Jason Wildy and the Hall Monitor Jesse Nelson. He is Packer Hall of Famer Mark Tauscher. Tauschy. It's the end of an era with Rodgers and Green Bay. What's his legacy? VP. And just like Natasha Bedingfield said, I think there was some parts of the story that were left unwritten or unfulfilled, but you cannot take away. It's hard to kind of look through everything and say, what a great career, because it does feel like he had more. But you can't look at his career and say that he didn't give everything he had. It just, you wish there would have been more championships, but you can't take the one away. You can't take the four MVPs away and you can't take how great a quarterback he was. So his legacy is very secure. I think he wishes he got another one. And I think he wishes he'd be in that same category as the Tom Brady's and Peyton Manning's when it comes to championships. Taoshi, what's your biggest football regret since retiring? My biggest football regret since I've since I've retired? None. I mean, I wish I wouldn't have gotten hurt as much as I did, but there's not a lot I could do about that. So that's uh, – I mean, I think everybody wishes that they'd play perfect every week. I always understood that that was never going to be the case. So I tried to – and I think every athlete – you know this, Ben. You want to prepare – so you can put yourself in a position to always give your best performance. That's not always going to happen. But for me, I just wish I didn't uh, – I wish I hadn't blown my knee out twice. That's the easy answer for me. But I don't know how I go back in time and say how I could avoid it because it happened. But that would be the regret that I would have. Is there anything team-related? Because, like, obviously for me, it's very easy. When I was a senior – we played Kentucky. Aaron Harrison hit a three, and they beat us because we didn't make the final shot to go to the national championship game. Like, is there anything that stands out that you regret that you wish like you could change that would have cha- altered your NFL career in a much different way? Yeah, I mean, every game you lose. And obviously the playoff games that you lose, the 4th and 26th game, the NFC championship game in overtime when you lose. There's plenty of games, and there's some that you just know. Like when we were in St. Louis and they beat us by 40 points, what are you going to change, 17 plays? <laughs> you, every time you lose a playoff game, those scars stay with you forever. You know that. Yeah, so, I, yeah I do, and I just was that, curious. Hey, 
that's sports. I tell my kids all the time. You know, Eleanor comes back from a gymnastics meet. She wasn't happy with how it all played out. I said, listen, if you're going to play sports, there's going to be great moments, and you're going to get your heart ripped out. It just that's how it is. And if you can't handle that, sports ain't for you, not at a high level. So, yeah, that's it. I mean, it's a I tough early talk say, well, for, for Eleanor. Well, well, what do you want to do? You want me to tell her, oh, no. you encourage, but you also make sure people understand this is more – High-level sports is tough. And to act as if you can just snap your fingers, you'd love different results. That's not how it works. That's why it's so difficult. And that's why for, for as much as we look at Aaron Rodgers, he's been awesome for 18 years. He's had three. I would bet if you ask him when he's all done, he'll tell you that 014 championship in Seattle is the game that kind of set his legacy and tur- turned the entire tide of his career. That one game. Yep. That's how it goes, and it sucks. But what are you going to do, not put yourself in that position? Every athlete's going to put them in the position 100 times, and if you fail 100, you get up and try 101. Talking with Tosh you know here. Ta- you know that, Benny. I do. I do. Ta- I just, it was fun to get your perspective from things that you have to like, you. He just likes saying, you know that, Benny. I, you don't have to get defensive I, every time he yeah, says, Benny, you know I was, that, Benny. I, I was, I'm just saying, we all know that. And, yeah, I mean – that's how it works. That's why we love it because fans feel it too. Yeah, I punched. I punched a window in my room and I broke glass about a week after because I was in shock that we lost. I didn't believe it. I don't know if that's healthy or not, but uh, go ahead, Scouts. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it is either, but it's over. What are you gonna do about it? Talk about Tosh here on Scouts. Scou- what's your Scouts? What's your big regret? Yeah, in my uh, sports career, my athletic career. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Eighth grade, yeah, Pop sure. Warner, regional. No, we don't have to go down my uh, athletic career. I want to get more from you. You talk about this being the end of the era uh, of Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, based on what Gutekun said yesterday for some reporters. You heard from Aaron Rodgers today. I'm interested if that changed your mind on anything. And what happens if Aaron decides, hey, look, I want to come back and play, and I want to retire as a Packer, and he puts that out to the world tomorrow? Is he not I a Packer? Say, I'd love it. I would love it. Yeah, I don't know how that goes any other way because he has all the cards. The Packers can't do anything without getting him to restructure or to agree to trading him somewhere. So the reason I said that yesterday, it was literally we were coming into the show. I saw the tweets that Domofsky and some of the other beat guys put out. And for the first time, all of the speculation, the McGinn article, all the stuff that's been down. Not one time through this last three-year saga that we've been living with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers have I ever heard Mark Murphy, Matt LaFleur, Brian Gutekunst ever say all options are on the table. All we've ever heard is Aaron Rodgers is going to be our quarterback. If Aaron Rodgers is going to play, he's going to play for us. Yesterday was the first time those words weren't uttered. That's telling to me. How it plays out. I don't know because there's so many other factors. You know, if the Raiders aren't in, who's all in? What is Aaron going to even play? I still – Aaron Rodgers could say he's going to retire tomorrow. I ain't buying it until it's October. Tosh, I agree okay. with you. What's changed, though, since Goot gave him that contract last year? Is it Jordan Love? That's because it's No, t- there's, it's a myriad of things, Ben. It's Jordan Love has improved. I think they feel 100 times more confident with Jordan now than they did then. Still a risk. But it's – it's easy. Big risk. 
monstrous. The difference is you won eight and nine, and seven NFC teams made the playoffs, and you didn't. That has to be, I need to look in the mirror, what is going on? We have our quarterback. We just paid him the top dollar in the league. That is answered. Why did we not make the playoffs? And I think Goody and all of his people looked at it and said, we need more from Aaron Rodgers. That's what's changed. And now can they get him to do more? Is he going to play? There's still a lot of questions. But that's the, those are the variables that have changed. Has he looked himself in the mirror? Has he, has he thought, what can he, what can he do for Aaron Rodgers to make the team better so they're not 8-9? and nine? Of course he has. Uh, but you have to look at this from, okay, what are we going to go do in acquiring talent? Can we do that when we're paying Aaron Rodgers $60 million? Well, a lot of people would say, you should have thought of that before you signed with that contract. That's a fair point back. But last year at this time, you didn't feel good about Jordan Love. You were desperate to keep Aaron Rodgers under all costs. You did that. Then your season unfolded the way it did, and you have a little bit of remorse. Should, they, should we have done that? You have to remember, Brian Gutekunst drafted Jordan Love for a reason. He had a two-year plan. Rodgers threw a wrench in that plan, and now Rodgers regained everything. Now we're back to where we were pre-Jordan Love draft. We're not sure. Is Aaron Rodgers at his best? Is that over? We thought it then. I remember Greg Scalzo thinking he was at his best. He was on the decline back then. Never. And then he goes, never. Yeah, I heard you Never. I remember it. Never. Benny. Lies. Dude, Scales was on top of this for a while, man. I'm still on the wall saying Rodgers is back in Green I was the one, before LaFleur joined, even after 18, Greg was like, it would be foolish to give up on Aaron Rodgers, and what do you know? He ended up two-time MVP after that. Listen, Greg Scalzo has been the biggest Aaron Rodgers supporter outside of me. I agree with that. (laughs) But he has said, and there, there was, everybody was thinking it, that is he is his best behind him. That's why they drafted Jordan. They were sick of some of his antics. And now I think those same feelings, except now he's 39, and it's become evident he doesn't move like he used to. There's no you can nobody can we watched enough games last year. He doesn't escape the pocket like he did. Yep. Is he gonna get back to MVP level? I'll tell you what, I'm not gonna bet against him. Me neither. Understand why the Packers with their first-round pick coming up on his fourth year, and he needs to play, which is another thing Goody said yesterday, that makes this decision kind of tricky. Taushi, what do you have for us? Hey, what do you do if somebody flies by you and almost runs you off the road, you catch up to them, they have headphones on? You can't drive with headphones on, right? Not, supp- not supposed to. Over, yeah, I think it's legal. Do you flip them off? Do you do anything when they risk you in your family's life? Or do you just move about your day? No, I think sometimes giving like a, a, a more – I've kind of gone from the rage to more patronizing sign. Um, yeah. Thumbs down is a good I, one. You know, like – I just, give big thumbs up. Why are you asking? This happened to you? Just kind of like, what the hell? Like, what are you doing? No, and you got headphones in. It's not even really focused. And it was irritating, and I kind of was like, because you do that, and then you see, and like, let's say it's an eighty-year-old person. Yeah, you kind of give it the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, you're like, okay. But mm. then you you throw the headphones on too. It was just an irritating deal. I gave the thumbs up, the really sarcastic thumbs up, like, thank you for being a complete J-Wad. I don't know if that was the right thing to do. That's what I did. 
Do you feel good about it? Like, if you feel good about it, that's all that matters. I don't feel feel great about it. I don't feel great about it, but I didn't feel great about getting almost run off the road either. Is that a bird in the background? Yeah, I got cranes. I got a couple of big cranes. Yeah, a couple sandhills. Beautiful. That's a beautiful bird, the crane. Yeah. Are you going to power walk? Is that your favorite bird, Tausche? No, no. I think, uh, I mean, I love the red-breasted robin. Signs of spring, all that. But the crane's a beautiful bird. Elegant, uh, athletic. Yeah, the crane's a good-looking bird. Thanks, Tausche. We'll Very talk to loud. you next week. There you go. What the hell is going on? Weldy and Tausch, uh, weekdays 9 to noon. Tausch, knows about all the benefits of Pella Windows and Doors Wisconsin. In fact, when he's in his house and not outside of his house, looking out at those beautiful cranes, he's looking through incredible Pella windows and doors. They've helped him out. They've helped me out. Gina Della is simply the best. The quality of Pella is unmatched, but the service and the performance of her team is even better. PellaWI.com slash radio. PellaWI.com slash radio to see how they can help you. Make this last winter the last time you give your windows the old saran wrap insulation treatment. Nobody wants to do that. No. So call Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin today. The beauty of getting new windows and doors from Pella is that they're able to customize to match your unique home decor. I have a very unique home. So when they came to bust out my windows and put in beautiful patio doors, they did it in a way where you would never even know that it's brand new considering my house was built close to 50 years ago. They match it to an incredible incredible degree. They'll paint, stain, leave bare, whatever you decide looks best. And right now, you can get 0% financing for up to four years. So do not waste any time because that offer ends at the end of this month. Go to PellaWI.com slash radio. That's PellaWI.com slash radio. One or zero next on Scalzo and Ross. You're listening to Bud Light Scalzo and Bruss. I yeah. basically did the Josh DiMaggio shoe of, of Ben get away told from Rod me. in the key to his face that he wasn't important enough to be talking to him at that point. <laughs> well, as we know, as the, earlier this week told us, when Ben sniffs a little power, he's going to spend his time wisely. I'm, I slither my way to the right uh, angle to find the right people, and Ron, you weren't that guy. Nobody can find an ass to kiss quite like Ben Bruss. Mwah! Subscribe and listen to full show podcasts available free on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Palermo's Pizza not only makes delicious pizza, but is a fantastic Wisconsin company that's offering you an opportunity to work there. Employees are offered industry competitive wages, great medical, dental, vision, health clinics, paid off time, tuition reimbursement. I mean, you name it. They have it. That's why you get got to get involved with the third-generation family-owned company founded in 1964. And again, we talk about it all the time. They source those ingredients from Wisconsin because they are headquartered here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. This state loves things from the state because we know how great they are. And it's recognized as the most recognized frozen pizza manufacturer in the United States because they have Palermo, Surfer Boy Pizza, Scream Sicilian, Urban Pie, Connie's, you name it, they have it. If you're looking to grow your career, join a company that puts their people first and go to Palermo's career page at www.palermosvillainc.com slash careers. A lot of great responses to our question today. What's Aaron Rodgers' legacy? We also ask because many said his legacy is of greatness, but also playoff failures. Why haven't the Packers won more Super Bowls with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback? Aaron Rodgers at 30% 
players and coaches around him at 70%. We also ask because Ben thinks that the 15 reps at 225 that Chewy did this morning after Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, you can find that on Twitter, at Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, or retweeted it at Scalzo and Brust. Uh, we ask you, uh, are these full Bench press reps, 83% of the Scalzo and Bruss family say no. Yeah, I also put it on my own personal feed, at Ben Brust. Is Mark Chimura a fake tough guy? 95% of the audience say yes, 5% say no. Wow. Wow. People have spoken. Battle is brewing. Josh, let's get to some one or zeros. Zero. That's the question you have to ask yourself. Are you a yes or a no? There's no such thing as a gray area. Life is binary. It's just a one or a zero. He is Ben Brust. I'm Greg Scalzer. We're your contestants for one or zero. Josh DiMaggio, your host. He asks us a question. We say one for yes, zero for no. There is no gray area. Josh, he take it away. On his appearance last night on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, Prince Harry said that his favorite smell was his wife, Meghan Markle. One or zero. Ugh. You believe Prince Harry's favorite smell is his wife. I hate the guy. I'm going to go with one. I shouldn't say I hate him. That's too far. I'm sick of Prince Harry. I don't pay attention to the royal family enough to be sick of him. Where where are you getting these where are you getting your Prince Harry content? It's constantly in my face. There's the Netflix doc. There's the book that he are just Are you watching wrote. it? Are you reading no, it? No, but all I hear, I see it. Some people consume the news, Ben. Some people like actually pay attention to the things going on around them. And the fact that we've got journalists and content creators out there spending time on Prince Harry means they're not spending time elsewhere. And that rubs me the wrong way. Don't I don't I, even think we should call him Prince Harry anymore. He he voluntarily left the royal family. Just Harry? He's, he's just Harry. <laughs> Harold. What are zero? Your favorite smell is your partner. Zero. Um, I like her smell a lot. My favorite smell is probably some good fresh pizza. Not Brucey? Brucey doesn't. Dogs don't smell good. He's been puking six times the last 24 hours. Does not smell good. He's doing well. I just washed him on the furbo all day. Interesting. On Sunday, while attempting to get my car out of the ice and snow pilot had been stuck in since Tuesday night, the people in the car also stuck behind me drove away without offering help to push me out while I had just moments prior helped them get their car out of the street parking position. One or zero. I should have directly asked for help getting my car out as well. One. It's a dog-eat-dog world out there, Josh. (laughs) Like, you can't count on other people's kindness. You're not a very direct person, but if you want them to help... I I offered my kindness without prompting. I know. But I think you could say, hey, do you guys mind sticking around helping me dig out for a couple minutes here? Josh, you just... you. What's the worst that could happen? They'd say no? I, I guess. I thought it was implied. I thought there was... I, they could see me trying to get my car out. It was rocking back and forth. They could hear the wheels. There was no mistaking that I was stuck. Yeah, but Josh, you got to remember, you walk around as a very like handy, know-it-all <laughs> type of guy that you're going to get it done. I don't. I don't think that is at all the case. I'm just telling you how I perceive you. I guess I, I screwed up on that one. Uh, a study found that people who are relatively short and unhappy about it may engage in antagonistic behaviors in an attempt to offset their height disadvantage. One or zero. There is someone in this room that this applies to allegedly. You're talking because Ben pretends like he's 6'2 and he's actually 6 flat? Oh, God, you're amazing. 
Are you you're, are you referring to me? I didn't specify anyone. I said anyone in the room. Oh, Josh, I don't have some cojones and call him out. I would say zero. I don't think that's the case with Benny. <laughs> um, I'm the tallest Scalzo out there. <laughs> I take a lot of pride in that. Oh, he, you think he was talking about me, Ben? One, there is someone in this room that it applies to. Allegedly. Who? Me. I don't think you're that antagonistic, though. Uh, Greg, you're short, and you take it out on people. You think? <laughs> no. I'm just trying to answer this for Josh because he didn't have the cojones to call you out. He thinks just reading the questions enough to be like, gotcha. I just ask important questions in one or zero. Okay. Short people are usually more angry. <laughs> one. Are you kidding? Also more accomplished. Also smarter. You just call me a big dumb idiot? No, you're short too. You're in the short guy club. <laughs> six two's <laughs> not short. Guys. You're not six two, buddy. Suck my blank. Bucks Magic coming up next in Madison and Beaver Dam. Joe and Amber in Milwaukee. The National in Milwaukee, packed with the best.